But where the paradigm really shifts is when you realize what you already are. See, mm. when you're trying to go get happiness or trying to get wealthy or get worthy or you know get whatever it is you want to attach your emotions to, you actually automatically create resistance, void shortages and obstacles and separation. When you shift the paradigm and say, I am healthy, I am wealthy, I am worthy, I am happy, what am I doing to interfere with it? Now, pain, suffering, adversity becomes an indicator that you have something to learn. And see, life's about these lessons and the lessons will keep on coming until you learn them. And if you haven't learned them, they're going to result in adversity or pain. And so when you create this formula of understanding how things change, accelerate, and grow, how you end up being in a better place, now it does become a game. Life is going to give you challenges, struggles. It's going to force you to face your fears. Even though these may feel like your worst enemy, in truth, these are actually your greatest allies. My name is Lance Isios. Welcome to the University of Adversity. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to University of Adversity. We got a very special episode for you today. I got to admit, I was a little bit nervous about this one because this is somebody that I've been following for a while and I just see him doing such great work and he inspires me. He's also been mentors to some people that I look up to a lot. And I was just like, I, I want to get this one right, you know? And I don't get as nervous anymore, but today I was a little bit nervous because I just wanted to nail it. And I think, you know, for the 20 minutes that we had, I think it was just an incredible episode. And we have the one and only David Meltzer joining us. And because he's so busy, he's got a lot going on and he's, you know, in high demand. He gave us 20 minutes, which I'm grateful for. And he allows it allows him to be able to give that time to other people to do the podcast. So he's amazing. I asked him, you know, questions around adversity, his biggest struggle, his biggest challenge. What about pivoting? What about pushing through all of that? We tied in spirituality. We we rocked a lot here in 20 minutes. So there's no reason to not listen to this right till the end and make sure to go check out all of Dave's stuff after because, man, the guy's awesome. I really, really respect this guy and man, I was on fire. But let me just read out a little bit about him just so you can we'll get warmed up. The guy's amazing. David Meltzer is the co-founder of Sports One Marketing and formerly served as CEO of the renowned Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment Agency, which was the inspiration for the movie Jerry Maguire. Those of you that may not remember, that's the one with Tom Cruise. Amazing movie in the mid-90s, which was classic show me the money show me the money remember that movie anyway <laughs> david has been recognized by variety magazine as their sports humanitarian of the year and awarded the ellis island medal of honor he is also the executive producer of the bloomberg and amazon prime television series two minute drill and office hours what I really like about this guy is this next part, and it just inspires me so much. His life's mission is to empower over 1 billion people to be happy. This simple yet powerful mission has led him on an incredible journey to provide one thing, value. In all his content, 
and communication, that's exactly what you'll receive. As part of that mission for the past 20 years, he's providing free weekly trainings to empower others, to empower others to be happy. And you know what? He's no stranger to adversity. He's been through a lot. We didn't get into some of it in the past, but that he's been through. He lost a lot in 2008, but it was able to rebuild himself, come back. And what I love is that his his, his, his real um, essence is value and giving. And he talks about gratitude a lot, a lot of that stuff. So resonated with his message a lot. And yeah, it was, it was great. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here comes our rapid fire conversation with one and only David Meltzer. All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we have David Meltzer joining us. Welcome to University of Adversity, David. So grateful to have you on, brother. What a great title. What a great place to be. I'm so excited to help with the University of Adversity because I've faced a lot of that myself. Yeah, I know you have. And, you know, I've really gravitated towards your energy a lot. You know, I've been following you on social media. There's been a lot of like mutual connections. And I'm always like, I like that dude. Like he's a, he's a good dude. And but it's, you know, you're all about gratitude. You're all about giving. You know, I just, I love it, man. So, and I know you've been through your share of adversity. So I'm really excited to kind of do this rapid fire style interview, which is going to be different than the usual. And we'll just break down and get as much as we can in a short period of time. So I'm excited. Here we go. All right. When you hear the word adversity, what does that mean to you? It means turn signal. Right. So adversity to me, the setbacks, the failures, the mistakes, the pain, the suffering simply is a turn signal telling me, hey, buddy, you got something to learn to get to a better place, a better position or a better situation. Now, I'm 53 years old. It took me a long time to learn that this word adversity was not punishment, that it was a propeller propelling me to something better. I had to mature my faith. The faith is the ultimate GPS that not only will reroute you when you have adversity, but it'll actually change the destination to somewhere better than you can even imagine. Uh, and that word adversity is at its core, one of the true catalysts to the change or transformation that has occurred in my life, the shift in the paradigm or perspective that I have in order to enjoy the consistent every day, persistent without quit, pursuit of my own potential. Adversity to me is simply a turn signal taking me to somewhere better. Mm, love it. And I love how you, you're talking about perspective because that's really what it is, right? And, you know, I'm writing a book right now called Mastering Adversity. And really the, the idea there is just switching that perspective, you know, because when you look at it, you know, you can either, some people are like, oh, it's just something. I just see it as a game. Like someone like that, you know, Dan Fleischman, you know, I had him on before and it's like a game for him, but other people other people are like, oh, it's, it's, it's kind of the end of the world. It's, it's, I mean, it's in the way. So like, how did you develop that ability to see it as like to change it and understand that? And how long did that take you? Yeah, it took a lifetime. Uh, so, you know, I've always had an optimistic attitude, which helps me in a quantum way to be positive, to see the glass half full. That was a good start. Mm. But when you really can shift the paradigm uh, to be happy or excited when adversity arises, to have pure faith. And you know, I've been blessed to be mentoring Dan Fleischman since he was 19 and took his yeah. first country public. We were blessed to go to the same high school, just I'm so much older than he is. Uh, we had a great uh, relationship for a long time, but we both are 
you know, toptimist. We're someone that have that optimistic attitude. But where the paradigm really shifts is when you realize what you already are. See, mm. when you're trying to go get happiness or trying to get wealthy or get worthy or, you know, get whatever it is you want to attach your emotions to, you actually automatically create resistance, void shortages and obstacles and separation. When you shift the paradigm and say, I am healthy, I am wealthy, I am worthy, I am happy. What am I doing to interfere with it? Now, pain, suffering, adversity becomes an indicator that you have something to learn. And see, life is about these lessons. And the lessons will keep on coming until you learn them. And if you haven't learned them, they're going to result in adversity or pain. And so when you create this formula of understanding how things change, accelerate, and grow, how you end up being in a better place, now it does become a game because you realize that, like I said before, adversity is just a turn signal in the game telling you, man, you know, go past, you know, go to jail, go directly to jail, do not pass until you spin a 12. It's the same exact thing. All right, I'm being punished. No, I'm not. I'm setting myself up for the next role and it's going to be a better role than the one before. Yeah, well said. So if you can look back now on your life, what is the biggest challenge or adversity that you have faced or overcome that has had the most impact on your life today? The biggest adversity I face today and always face is E-G-O. Ego is not my amigo. It is there. And the better I get at identifying the triggers of my ego that take the blood out of my brain, that make me utilize the primal state of fear, separation, inferiority, superiority, anger, frustration, worry, resentment, and guilt, all of the things that create interference and waste my time, emotion, money, and energy, all of it sucked away from the time I've been a little boy until today. I'm on a constant quest to speed up the process to identify when I'm in ego-based consciousness, stop, not resist it, oversell it, back and sell it, lie to it, cheat to it, manipulate it. Instead, just stop, get to center, get to neutral, drop by breathing through my nose and out through my mouth. And then identifying what I want, who can help me, who I can help, how I'm going to get it done and what I should be doing now by prioritizing what's important to me by the what, the who and the how. And then not finding my why, but applying my why to the what, the who, the how, and the now. When I have learned to learn to love what I do, when I have created a system to find the light, the love, and the lessons in what I'm doing, then ego itself becomes the only and biggest adversity in my life because I now know that I give meaning to everything I see, that I can't find outside of myself what I can't find inside of myself, that I'm in control of my mindset, my heart set, and the conscious things that I do. And so if I can look internally through radical humility and live my life and pursue my potential and identify and hopefully only spend minutes and moments in ego, not days, weeks, months, and years, man, I'll be a lot better off. Dude, that's beautiful. And I love that because isn't it's it's really just yourself overcoming yourself every day it's like all the stuff that we see is just the external it's just the, the environment around us it's but it has to start within us and if we can overcome ourselves and like you said the ego and just understand it it's almost like it's like a dance we have to like 
if we like try and push it away or fight it, it just creates this chaos. But if we can learn to work with it and learn to be like, all right, hey, like I'm in the driver's seat here. Like, I get it. I get what you're doing here. But like, right? right? Like it's really, and but you're, you're right. And not many people have come up with a response like that because it's usually, it's usually the external things, but really it's your, how you look at it. And so it's remember, your, small, small minds think of things. Yeah. Great minds think of ideas. The purpose that people try to seek are the thoughts about their purpose instead of what they think are things. And so when we can devoid ourselves and, and create a unity within ourselves, we don't mind or matter about things. We matter in mind about our ideas and the ideas that we have about our purpose, which creates our purpose, which creates the fulfillment, the passion, the purpose. And believe it or not, also brings ironically the profitability to our lives, which can bring things. Mm. Uh, but you have to somehow utilize counterintuitive thought in order to effectuate what you want, because what you resist persists. And what we go out to try to go get, we actually need to allow to happen by clearing the ego or the interference to allow it to happen by blending patience and persistence, which is also one of the greatest nuances of conflict that is so difficult for people to do to understand. I'm one of the most aggressive, ferocious go-getters you'll ever meet, but I'm a Buddha. I'm a ferocious Buddha that will, number one, utilize the law of gravity to say, hey man, and this takes a, a ferocious person, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. I'm at the right place at the perfect time. I need nothing else. But when you utilize the law of gravity, now how do you utilize the law of Goya? If you're supposed to be happy where you're at, exactly where you're supposed to be, why would you want to be anywhere else? Well, now you got to utilize the law of Goya, G-O-Y-A, get off your ass. And because although I'm happy where I'm at, exactly where I'm supposed to be, I know I can be somewhere better. Mm. Okay, so now I utilize the law of Goya. I don't sit at home high on my mom's couch dreaming about what I want, sick and broke all the time. I go get it like a ferocious, you know, maniac. But <laughs> I then realize that through the law of gravity and the law of Goya, I can allow things to happen through the law of attraction that I'm actually effectuating and creating a void for the universe to fill with what I already want or what I already have by just utilizing the law of Goya to focus in on what am I doing to interfere with what I want, not going to actually get it. I love it, man. I can resonate with that. I was just at Dr. Joe Dispenza in Denver for a week. Like, it was, dude, mind blowing. Like He's it's the best. He it's, it was really, and I just love that because it's just everything you're saying, I'm just like resonating with, because it's so true. It's such a different way of thinking and being and, you know, I, I love hearing people talk about, you know, that perspective because it's important and kind of brings to the next question is that, uh, okay. So if somebody, you, you, you meet a lot of people, right. And you, you yourself have been through a lot, a lot of different journeys, you know, going through and, you know, facing your adversity, but when is it time to push through or when is it time to pivot? At what point? Because people think, you know, there's that you got to go, go, go. All right. There's a certain amount. There's the hurdle. There's the, the hills and valleys you're pushing through. But when is it time to go? All right. It's time to pivot. Like, what does that moment look like? And how do you identify that? So I do it a little differently than most. And it's helped me so much because I don't think you ever should stop pushing and pivoting. 
And so in the context of that, number one, you have to realize that you live in the context of man-made time. Everybody is given 24 hours of activity a day. Everybody, the exact same activity time. Mm -hmm. And so being productive, accessible, and gracious with that time is quintessential to enjoying the consistent, persistent pursuit of your potential. So how do we pivot or push through to our potential? To me, it's utilizing five daily practices. See, if you every day for the 24 hours of activity that you're given, look to see what do I want today, personally, experientially, giving-wise, and receiving-wise, within the context of the whole, meaning that you're not going to decide what you want to do today without getting into consideration yearly, monthly, lifetime goals. They're all meshed into when you say, this is what I want today. Then once you know your what, you then can find your who for the day. Who can I help with what I want and who can help me get what I want? Then you figure out the how by productivity, accessibility, and gratitude within the context of efficiency, effectiveness, and statistical success of time, studying what you have planned, studying what you don't have planned, and of course, studying your sleep, right? Sleep is so essential for me. I have an unwinding routine. My tomorrow actually starts the day. Mm -hmm. I put my mind, my body, and my soul in a position of recovery and receptivity every single night so that I can receive more and start my day at a higher plateau, not living the myth of Sisyphus at the bottom of the hill every day to roll the rock up to the top, to have it fall back down to the bottom. So once I know my what, my who, and my how, I then can prioritize my day. I know what's most important to me and I can do things. The difference between passionate, purposeful, and profitable people is they get things done. But most people don't know what they want, who can help them, who they can help, or how to get it done. So they can't prioritize anything because they're sitting there lost in the abyss of procrastination. People who get things done are happy, profitable, and purposeful. Then if you know your what, your how, your who, and your now, you can apply your why. Right? You can apply your why and identify the triggers of the ego, the interference that's created, stop, drop, and roll when your mind, body, and soul are on fire. And you can actually expand and grow and accelerate at an exponential rate. And you will be pushing and pivoting every day. And so it won't seem like such a dramatic thing to you that you're transitioning professions because it was an evolution, not a revolution, because you've been taking the inventory of the what who, how, and now, and applying your why every single day, not once every six years when the pandemic hits, or once every hundred years when the pandemic hits. I apologize. Yeah, that was actually, yeah, that's great. And okay, for just a little bit deeper to that, though, how does, okay, somebody hears that and you just spark something in them. What is something that they could literally go to do right now to get a little bit clearer? Oh, absolutely. So what they need to do is start by taking inventory, right? Okay. That the, the what is so important. So most people, if I ask him, what do you want to eat? I don't know. Where do you want to go? I don't know. Why? Because you don't know your what. If you start to sit down and say to you, well, this is what I want personally. These are the non-negotiables. This much health, this much family, this much activity I get paid for, this much activity I don't get paid for. You already are setting a context for change, for pivoting, and also for pushing, because once you tell me this is what I want, now you know where you are and where you need to go, but you also know how much effort's needed. So this is why the enjoyment, having a positive mindset of consistent behavior every day, persistent behavior without quit in the pursuit 
of your truth, your potential, not somebody else's, not what's missing, not what other people want for you, right? Not what you don't want. This is where people get lost all the time is they're in search of their why. So they immediately, because they don't know their what, start listening to other people about what they want for them, what they don't want, what's missing. And then they end up, believe it or not, subconsciously and unconsciously manifesting what other people want, what's missing and what they don't want. And then they end up resenting everybody else and themselves in blame, shame, and justification and liability, not accountability. Love it, man. All right, we're, we're, we're coming close to the end of time. So I want to just ask one more question. If for somebody that's sitting here, you know, they're a little bit frustrated, they're going through some stuff, going through some adversity. What is one piece of advice that you would give them today for the, so that they can kind of step in and, and make some change in their life? Yeah, if you're anxious, frustrated, angry, having adversity in your life, painful, struggle, suffering, look, you cannot out logic the way you're feeling. So that means don't try to overthink the way you feel. You can sit there all day and say, let it go, let it go. It's going to be okay. And that's what people do. And then they wake up the next morning, they don't feel okay. Yeah. And they haven't let it go. I'm going to give the magic advice that I give to everyone. If you want to change the way you feel in pain, suffering, setbacks, failures, mistakes, all the things that are negative to negatively spiraling yourself, go do good deeds. Action is what changes the way you feel. And if you want things to start happening, you want the reaction of your action. If you want the positive things to start flowing in, then you go do good deeds. Even if there's no one around, go walk and pick up trash or clean some. Do a good deed. Be creative. The universe loves the expression of God. It's called genius. Mm -hmm. And what we want to do is live in that radical humility, raise our own vibration. And all of a sudden, we will be a beacon of good things when we create good deeds. So don't be afraid to go outside, clean up something, smile at someone, wave at somebody, volunteer. If you are depressed, anxious, frustrated, worried, angry, resentful, guilty, separate, inferior, superior, frustrated, painful, suffering, mistakes and failures and setbacks are all around you, I promise you one thing, you cannot outthink that. But what you can do is go give. Go give and express yourself in the genius that you are in a godly fashion at your potential. Do good deeds, and I promise you'll feel better, and better things will come your way. Mm. You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. Whew. Mic drop. The man, the myth, the legend. David Meltzer, everybody. Brother, thank you so much for coming on. That was absolute fire. Lance, man, I love it. Let's do this again. And I hope to see you in person as we do surround ourselves with the right people, and the right ideas. You're on the right path, my friend. Keep the journey. Keep being consistent and persistent in the pursuit of your potential, doing good deeds. I appreciate you. Everybody reach out to me, David at dmeltzer.com. Free trainings, free book, ebook, audiobook. I'll sign a book, send it to you, ship it to you. David at dmeltzer.com. Thank you, Lance. Beautiful. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Man, what a, what a powerful 20 minutes that was. So grateful. Thank you, David, for coming on the show. I know it's not the last time we're going to connect. Um, such a powerful conversation, such words of wisdom. And I know you guys would feel empowered after that because I know I did. I felt really good after that. And most importantly, guys, go follow David on, on social media. Go check out his, his free training. He's always giving away free things and he's adding value. So, And at the very least go add value to someone's life today that's your takeaway 
If you take one thing away, go add value. How can you add value? The world will reward you. The universe rewards value. I've noticed it. The more you give, the more you get. Think about that. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast, you guys. If you guys did get value, share this. Sharing is caring. That's how you support the show. And stay on top of the episodes by subscribing on YouTube or, of course, wherever you listen to this. Much love, University of Adversity fam. We'll catch you next time.